Welcome back to the Malinoka Oi Magazine and Silver Shark Media Podcast. And I'm happy to introduce our next guest, Clifford Naoli, the cultural advisor for the Ritz-Carlton Kapalua. So Clifford, thank you so much for taking the time today. Always a pleasure to be with you, my friend. Always a pleasure. And as you'll notice, this is, our, uh, this is an in-person interview we're doing at a very safe distance away. Um, we were across a, a conference table together, so it's nice to, to chat a little bit. And we're here because we're filming for the upcoming Celebration of the Arts for Ritz-Carlton 2021. So maybe we start there. Um, this has obviously been a, a challenging year for everybody, especially when you have an annual event. So Celebration 2020, 2021, 2022, walk me through kind of the timeline on how Celebration uh, is going to look this year, what it was like last year when you had to pull, pull it, and what you hope for next year. Well, you know, in 2020, of course, to protect the population and, you know, just the uncertainty at the time of, of CV-19, we elected to postpone the event. We were hoping, of course, to reestablish 2021, but, you know, although there are some um, lights at the end of the tunnel, there are some, there's some progress going on, we've still decided to um, uh, forego the live um, celebration of the arts. However, uh, we will be bringing it virtually into the convenience of your home. So it's a kind of a, uh, a compromise between being live and, but the main thing is that we uphold the integrity of the event and just gear up for 2022 and um, bring everybody back to the shores of Kapalua. And I think the one advantage is, you know, folks by now I think are a little bit used to the virtual space and, and used to the idea of not being able to go to an event. So I think, you know, maybe the timing, much like Whale Tales that was held here, uh, or I should say that's normally held at the Ritz-Carlton and was held virtually, folks maybe are a little bit more adapted to that and comfortable with that and, and ready to see what they can learn from Celebration 2021. And that, that is our hope that, you know, virtually this gives us the exposure for the entire planet, not necessarily just for Maui and for Hawaii, but it shares a message with the world that just how special this place can be and the, uh, the, the components to make the celebration of the arts work, which normally was, of course, interaction and the honey, the hug, you know, the ha. Well, we're going to try to express that virtually. And just as I said, uh, in 2022, if, if all goes right, we look forward to welcoming everybody back here. So let's, let's talk about some of the ways that people are going to learn a little bit. One in particular is going to be cooking. So we have some exciting stuff lined up in the cooking realm. Tell me a little bit about what you're going to debut for this Celebration of the Arts 2021. Sure. As we design our virtual concepts, fun, of course, is one component that we have to have. Food, well, that goes natural with Hawaii. You come to my home, you eat. So what we're doing is bringing in some practitioners, some artisans, some family, friends, and to share with us their home menus of what makes them smile when they cook for their family and guests when they walk in the home. And it'll be simple stuff, simple ingredients, but made with heart. And as I always say, you know, you have a, a family that sits down, enjoys this, we go into the Kanak attack mode, everybody relaxes. We become family, we become friends, and you know, we, we open up with each other. So I believe Comfy in the kitchen is what we're calling it. And stay tuned for that because it's going to be a lot of fun. What is your favorite 
comfort food in your kitchen? Well, for me, I always um, go back to my grandmother's recipes. Of, of um, for instance, it, it's it's kind of a Japanese Chinese dish called stuff aburage. Uh, my mother's Portuguese soup, and it, it, it's strange that in our family we don't know how to cook for two or three people. Even if we're having two or three people, we're cooking for eight to ten. So you know there's going to be leftovers. So it's always fun. Always better to have more than less. Absolutely. So what what's the biggest challenge for you? looking ahead to planning this event. I mean, I know that you take a lot of pride in this event every single year. Um, and, and with anything last year in 2020, it was impossible to plan a week ahead, a month ahead, just because everything changed. So you've honed in on, on this virtual platform, but what's been the biggest challenge with coordinating Celebration 2021? Well, I think one of the greatest challenges is the every, everybody would would... would count on Easter weekend as their time to gather here. With virtual, it's going to be spread out uh, between the weeks and perhaps months over the year as we are celebrating the arts. And to do that, we have to find the pukas, the, the, the vacancies where our participants can, can do this. And sometimes, you know, they have, everybody has a day job. It's tough going right now. So we want to make sure that Everybody's comfortable in their times to be here. That's, I think, is one of the hardest um, schedules to fulfill is to bring people in when they have the time to do it. And yet when our, our, when our producers are here, et cetera. And so that and I'll get, I'm sure the timing and, you know, just, just the fact of having their, 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 well, their vacancy to come over here and contribute. They all want to. They all want to. It's just a matter of feeding the piece to the puzzle. Yeah, and this is a, you know, a reminder to the folks who are listening. This is not just a Maui thing. This is all across the state that you have artists and artisans and, and, and folks that come in to be part of this. So it certainly is a, is a logistical you know, challenge in these times. Absolutely. But um, with this new, this new concept of virtual, um, people like you and professionals are trying to make it easy as possible for those who are unexperienced uh, in this thing. And uh, thank you for helping us out. Of course. Yeah, we try to, to bridge the gap until, as you said, in 2022, everyone's back here. And 2022 is a big year for Celebration of the Arts because that is a big anniversary. It'll be 30 years from, the, from its, its inception. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, but as I said, for this year, we're going to stretch it out and retag it as Celebrating the Arts and just do this huge build-up for the 30th year in 2022. What was the initial inspiration behind the Celebration of the Arts event? Why is it so important? The initial name actually was called The Rainbow Within You. And it was about bringing different cultures together here at Kapalua. Henry Kapuna was one of the founders of this. And, of course, he came to entertain, and we had different cultures. But as... A year or two went on, we realized that uh, we need to focus on what we have dedicated ourselves to, which is the the uh, the sanctity and dignity of the Ivi Kupuna out front here at Honokaua. And so we started asking timely questions. We started having some very almost controversial panels. We were never afraid to step out and, and address things that Hawaiians needed to address and for visitors to learn and the community to express themselves as well. So it, it, this is not a political thing. It's, an, it's, just, it's a time of expression. 
So through music, through dance, through food, through art, all of these things are ingredients to this fine stew, per se, called Celebration of the Arts. When you look back on the early years of Celebration of the Arts and say the most recent one that was in person in 2019, it has to give you a sense of pride on how much participation both from local artisans across the state, but also from visitors who are keen to learn more. Yes, we've been very fortunate to have support throughout the state, from the entertainers, from politicians, from from uh, practitioners and, and, and artisans. So we've been fortunate in that sense, and also the fact that the hotel is willing to listen. And without the hotel, its owners, and especially our management, you know, we wouldn't be able to pull this off. But it's very, very, as our employees, our line staff always says, it's so nice to walk down the hallway and say aloha, and an aloha comes back to them. So it's, 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 a, it's a complimentary event from both the hotel, the, the public, and, and, and everyone who participates. You walk out of here feeling good. When you talk to these local artisans, both here and across the state, um, it's obviously, it's been a difficult year for everyone. You know, folks who might have art showings are a lot more limited to do that. How important is it for them this year to still have a voice, albeit, you know, whether it's a recorded video, whether it's a live virtual panel, but to still get their message out and have their voice be heard? Well, when I ask them to still participate, even in a virtual experience, they're extremely thankful that we're still holding on to the integrity of the event, that, that the event is important enough to carry on, um, not necessarily in the presence of being here, but carry on in the presence of the spiritual emotion, the, the, the emotions of uh, expression with timely events, etc. So it's not, it hasn't died, it hasn't waned, um, it's just... It's just a matter of kind of like being on hold, but we're still growing. So with with everything, with looking at everything, everything will remain the same, but still new and exciting experiences are being formed. And it's kind of an ode to what everyone's doing with, you know, as technology grows, we sort of adapt and maybe see the silver linings that folks that might not be able to travel this year still get to experience it in, in some way, shape, or form. Exactly, and this is why I believe... Uh, this gives us an opportunity for a whole year of celebrating the arts for the entire planet to turn in, not just here in Hawaii. So let, let's, I'd like to talk about your background a little bit. I think anyone who lives on Maui uh, is very familiar with you and has probably come across to you in some shape or form. When did you first um, kind of step into a role as a cultural advisor and, and what does it mean to you? Well, you know, I, beyond being honest, um, I... I I didn't find out my. I didn't find out who I was until I moved to the mainland. The mainland was my renaissance. It was there that I bumped into other Hawaiian people that kind of reminded me of, of who I was. I, w I was 35 years of age before I found out that we were overthrown as a kingdom. This is how off the scope I was in terms of being Hawaiian. I knew I was Hawaiian by blood, but not my heart and soul. So after learning this, coming back, my sister and brothers were teaching uh, Olelo Hawaii at Hawaii Immersion Programs. I listed my son. He comes to me one day and says, you know, Papa, can, you know, Hawaiian, can, I, can you help me with my homework? And I was stunned because, no, I couldn't. So I started dancing hula and learning chant from Charles Ka'upu, and the doors went 
blew wide open. Uh, coming here to the Ritz Carlton to apply for a job, it was controversial for me. But I've learned that sometimes we all can choose our kuleana. We all can choose what we want to be responsible for. The heavy part is when the kuleana chooses you, when responsibility puts its tag name on you rather than by option. And then, then you really have to live up to its uh, to, to, to the reputation of doing that. So as time went on being here, I was hired as a hotel operator, but learning the Hawaiian history, I saw things that were not correct at the hotel, and I started to open up my voice, and luckily management listened. And before you know it, um, I had a good friend who was a PR director here, Yvonne Landavazo Beagle, and she, they talked it over, offered me a position, and boom, the doors went wide open, and I got to express myself. And, and, and again, I stress, the most important thing is to have those that will listen to you and take it to another level besides laymaking and whatever. No, we want to be the... Uh, the we want to be the benchmark for others to follow, especially from the history of this place. And it, it's a role that you've seen implemented in, in other properties that are you know, both newer and that have been around. And, and it's crucial. It's crucial for all these properties. It is. It is the, the title has changed. The component of the title has changed. Um, before, I guess you could say, and this was times from before, this is just the way it was, where a Hawaiian culture person would be the one at the pool directing hula lessons, etc., etc. Now, Hawaiian culture advisors have executive-making powers, the powers to plan, to implement, to delete, uh, the powers to say um, no to new plans that owners or, or financiers may be bringing to the table to protect our culture. And that has been one of the biggest uh, changes in the title and in the industry, which I respect, and I hope it continues to grow. Do you have one or two things that you're most proud of in your time here at the Ritz that you've either helped implement, um, you know, that has that has had a, a positive benefit? For me, of course, here at the Honakohua Preservation Site, which is, which we consider to be ground zero for Ivikupuna. Um, very, very controversial, of course, at the beginning of the hotel. And from that point on, I made a vow to myself to protect the sanctity and dignity of the site. And what do we do from there? Do we just let these people rest? Sure. But we need to bring it to the table so others may understand that it can never happen again. And you know for yourself, when you lay your family and friends to rest, it's in perpetuity. There's nothing that should say in fine print, in case a swimming pool moved me 30 feet down the road. No. So taking care of the site has been very, very important for me. Celebration of the arts, of course, and, and, and achieving the trust of the state of Hawaii for this hotel, for a kupuna, to walk in the hallways of a five-diamond hotel and feel comfortable, not feel out of place, but feel at home, that to me is a great accomplishment. What do you think the biggest challenge is for the next generation of leaders that are in a role like yours? The next generation, I believe, it starts with listening. Especially to our kupuna now, many of them are passing. And each one that passes takes with them a library of knowledge. Much of it has been untapped. So for those that who, are, who may seek an interest in pursuing a career such as this, ask questions. 
uh, get the spiritual side of it, the emotional side of it, and bring it to the table. But then again, you have to, and as, you know, one of the biggest challenges of my job is to walk that fine line between culture, community, and commercialism. You have to have that fine balance. Once you get that, then we can do things in a utopian style. We can find that that mediation to make things run. But if you go at it with just one side, then that'll be a problem. It'll be hard. I I want to ask you your thoughts on, there's, there's one word that I always find, um, you know, I produce a show about marine science, and, and communication is always the big thing on in, in that realm on how to, you know, communicate maybe 100-page thesis papers that the common person reading it might not be able to grasp. How important is communication in your role? Because it's almost in every direction. You have to communicate with the property, with the community, with visitors, with other residents. How important is communication for you? Communication is <laughs> extremely important, especially over social media nowadays. For instance, you're texting something, but you don't have the emotion behind the text. So you don't know what the words are truly meaning in that concept. So I like face-to-face. I like, I like to, to, to see that person in front of me. Uh, for the person who is communicating by books, take a look and see who really wrote the book. You know, who, where's it coming from, etc. But again, I say reach out to the kupuna. Just keep your eyes open. Be maka'ala. Be always aware of what's going on around you. There's a timely uh, events at hand, be it political, be it commercial, be it cultural, whatever the case may be. Be maka'ala. Be, be aware of what's going on. And and also, um, those who are, who are out there trying to learn, don't jump onto lynch mobs too quickly. Again, you need to ask questions first before taking sides because, again, there are two sides to every story. And, um, you know, it's, it's just about um, being respective to each other, being respectable, yeah. Well, bringing it back to the, the property itself, what was it like last year, you know, as, as the pandemic became, you know, more prevalent that, that there was going to have to be closing? And, you know, back in February, March, nobody knew if that meant one month, two months. I don't think any of us thought it would, it would go till October or later. What was that like for the property and how did you adapt? I, I know a lot of different properties used that time when there were no guests to do renovations, to, to do what they could to keep, you know, people employed and, and try to improve the experience when they did open up. Well, of course, making the decision at that time to postpone it altogether was very tough for us. But everything was a crapshoot. We just did not know where this was going. So we would rather, of course, err on the side of caution than just making a huge mistake. Um, The decision was made. You know what transpired after that in terms of tourism, etc. So I guess we could say... uh, it was a good decision. It allows us also to plan for the future for post-COVID experiences, et cetera, for our guests, which we are in the process of doing as we speak. So good things can come out of this. The canoe just had to be stalled for a while at sea, but now our canoe is now starting to move ahead. The winds are coming in our favor, and we shall progress. 
And then, you know, one more time, we have the Celebration of the Arts coming up. It's going to be throughout the month. Um, one aspect of it that I didn't bring up earlier, we talked about profiles on artisans. We talked about uh, cooking demonstrations. We're also going to incorporate a sort of poetry submission um, platform. I don't know if I want to call it a contest. Right, and we, we all can see that through these turbulent times that we're going through, emotions are playing a big part in families and individuals. And just the... I just want to give people who want to be inspired to write about their experiences, bring it to heart, and be able to to to, to express it. So it's, this is not a contest. This is just a venue for expression about being united and flowing as one. And we all know at this during these past few years that we've been challenged: um, families against families, uh, belief against belief. And so we, what we want to do is just kind of bring everybody back together, think about things, write your poetry, write, write your prose, write your story, maybe even a song. Again, this is not a contest. This is a venue for you to say, people, let's get it together and move forward. Well, if people want to hop online and learn more about the you know, schedule for Celebration of the Arts. I know it's ever-evolving, um, but if they want to learn more and kind of keep track of what they're going to be able to watch when or even participate in via a live virtual panel, uh, where would they go to find out more? Right, and as, I, as you correctly stated, you know, every day brings a new thinking to our event. But as you can tune into www.celebrationofthearts.org, the schedules will be there. They'll be updated constantly because we are still inventing new, fun concepts. Um, it'll never be boring. Uh, I can tell you that. It'll be inspiring. It'll be emotional. And, you know, tune in. And we hope to have you here again in 2022. Yeah, how excited are you? I know you're focused on 2021, but there has to be an excitement on the potential of 2022 kind of being a, bringing everyone back here. And as you talked about, it's just... The interpersonal engagement is what has made, gives such a charm to the celebration of the arts. Yes, um, we are extremely excited about 2022. Right now, I guess you can say it's like our voyaging canoe is in dry dock. <laughs> Nonetheless, we see, the, we see the potential of this canoe. And once it's launched, relaunched in this water, it is going to fly. It is going to fly. Well, perfect. On that note, Clifford, many mahalos for taking the time today. I look forward to, uh, we'll be filming over the, the next month or so, and, and folks will be experiencing celebration this year uh, in, in a fun new way. Yes, thank you very much for having us. And again, stay tuned. We look forward to, to, to hearing from you.